0: Hello anime fans and welcome to that anime podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo, and here with me as always are my co-hosts and kin, the baby brother Brennan and the oldest brother Colton. Here to talk Studio Ghibli, a deep dive. I don't know if it's it's kind of in between a deep dive and a, a highlights because I don't have any notes. So Colton, you've seen the movie most recently. Yes. Um, did you see it in dub or sub?
1: I saw it in dub and because uh, I took my daughters. And by the way, they didn't think it was scary at all. They didn't find anything scary about it. Kinley really liked it. Chandler's Chandler. So.
2: Did you think she the hair like was it? scary?
1: No, I mean, it looked funny at fast. They asked, like, why is his face doing that? But they didn't he get scared or evil. anything. <laughs> yeah, but they, they didn't. scaring Scared wasn't their first thought. It was more like, why is he. It was more like curious. Why does he look like that? <laughs>
0: that's how you were as a kid, though. You used to freaking watch some scary shit growing up, and you never thought it was scary.
1: <laughs> yeah, they got my taste.
0: Yeah, I guess. So that's I'm shocked, honestly, that, that they didn't think it was scary. But for anybody listening, this is going to have spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie, just know we're going to be talking about the beginning and everything, our opinions. If you don't agree with our opinions, that's totally fine, too. We're just, you know, we're talking about the movie as brothers, as podcasters. So let us know what you think. Join our Discord. That's probably the best place to share your opinion on the movie. Um, but let's first talk about when you're thinking about The Boy and the Heron, what Studio Ghibli movie would you most compare this one to?
1: I'd say House Moving Castle. By the way, the old ladies were drawn. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw them. It was like that's just how they're yeah, drawn. Spirited Away has that though. That's just yeah. how
2: they're drawn in every movie, and all the male, like the boy leads, are all drawn the same way too. That's why it's got well, such I mean, a recognizable it style.
0: Me,
1: what's the one? Is it the? Is it Spirited Away with the witch? Maybe that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yababa or whatever.
1: Yeah. That was pretty close. I, I mean, it was all related. I mean, it's well, Studio she looks Ghibli. Like that so like of the characters, too. yeah. So a lot of the characters like look the same. So they kind of all bring it all together.
2: I mean, even like those little white things that like were humans or whatever that went to heaven. Like, there's their own version of that and Spirited Away. Like the little dustmite black the, things. They're the warawaras. The, yeah, the warawaras. There's like the dustmite things, and Spirited Away. And in uh, Totoro, they're in that Princess too. Mononoke. Yeah, Princess Mononoke is a little force, guys. Too. Yeah, There's the kids are just... like. Yep.
0: <laughs> That's the one that I think it was most similar to me and my wife. We were thinking it was along the lines of like Princess Mononoke and like the
2: creepiness of like the animals and Mononoke was kind of you know... dark too. It had some like gory type stuff and like when they were killing the when people got infected with that black stuff so, uh-huh. yeah in it that was. vein it was and like how
0: creepy the freaking forest god was that shit <laughs> and it gets his head lopped off like there's there were some parallels like it was definitely in the same vein as princess mononoke and like shock factor but i definitely liked this movie more than princess Mononoke. It's definitely not going to be as marketable because you know we've talked about it before. A girl riding on the back of a giant ass wolf with red lines going down her face is just
2: iconic. But yeah, the uh, tattoos—the tattoos come from this movie—won't be as prevalent as Mononoke the, and *Spirited Away*.
0: The haircut in this movie, though, is is iconic in its own right. Like how he's got the shaved side head, just like, on that's, one side. That's though. cool.
1: Yeah, I thought they were bringing out like, oh, he's he's doing the shaved sides, but yeah, I thought it looked pretty Turn, cool. For Turns out he just bashed
0: his own head in with a rock. Yeah, I didn't get, That's was like,
1: <laughs> was it that bad that you had to do that shit? I mean, that was kind of pointless I thought through the, I mean, he wanted to stay home, I guess, from school, but he probably still beat that kid's ass. I don't know what was the point.
0: No, he got he got his ass jumped by like six different kids. Now he
1: was beating his one-on-one at first. He was beating that kid's ass.
0: Tell you, <laughs> I don't know about that but that's kind of what i was thinking i was thinking he did it just to like get out of going to school yeah just moved to a new
2: place just a kid just best way to get out of something
0: mm-hmm. so let's talk about this a little bit in chronological order and then we'll open it up so first colton what was the theater like when you went like as far as how many people age range genders
1: Uh, well, it was me and my two daughters, and then there's one dude by himself, an older couple with their grandkids, so there wasn't very many. That's it? Yeah. We saw it, like, right after school. It was a 410 showing on, uh... Oh,
0: hitting that matinee.
1: Wouldn't I see it Monday? Yeah, Monday, not Monday. So, and it was at the Warm, the biggest theater in Tulsa, but, uh... Yeah. That's where we like, saw it. There's probably, like, ten people in there, and that was it.
0: Damn, how many people do you think was in our showing, Brennan? It was almost, it wasn't
2: full, but it was packed, I would say. Yeah, for modern, for like post-COVID movie theater, it was semi-packed. I'd say probably like 40 people in a theater that seats 100. Yeah, I would say that. You know, because there's always like, especially since people pick their seats before now, there's always like a couple spots between everybody, but I had people behind me people in front of me like at least diagonally to some degree so everything was all the rows were pretty well filled besides like the very very front which only a few idiots bought tickets up there for some reason sorry if you (laughs) sorry if you sit at the front of the movie theater but yeah I just I hate it but so that section was pretty much empty
0: like if you sit at the front of the theater you literally have to turn your head to see different parts of the screen like that's just it's psychotic to me that there it's even an option to sit that close.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The seat, the seats shouldn't be taken unless you absolutely have to. Like I feel like if you take the front seat you're you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm, <just> kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But I just don't like I mean, looking up. I know, like that hurts your neck. I'm usually like second to I'm usually like fifth row back from the back at least, or towards the back. That's where my range
0: is. That's the best the best spots are as far to the back as you can
2: without being in the back row, yeah, well, I'll even it pick depends. The back row sometimes, yeah, and that shitty theater that we saw it in, yeah, the back's better, but if you go to the i did you see it in the every did you seat see it in is grand is equal. infinity no, no, we That's saw it in I like see- non reclinable chairs. I've never even been to a movie theater that didn't have like <laughs> the seat warmers and the recliner. it was just like yeah. the old school is red it the velvet, big-
1: yeah, but it was the the big auditorium at at Warren. May yeah. thi- no, the thi- it wasn't that big. No, they one's way bigger. It wasn't the Grand two Infinity. No, front- uh, that's where I saw it. It was just the two big ones in the front that you walked well, the first year. We two, saw like, it, you know, the, we the saw it Friday
2: night. Way. They wasn't giving it they weren't giving it a big screening. Oh, it was, man, in, the, was the, in one the of the worst one. theaters they had for sure. Wow. I've never our's been didn't in they, one that lowly.
1: Yeah, the Grand Infinities they don't have recliners in there either. It's just basically like stadium seating. But it's their biggest screen and holds the most
0: people. Yeah, see, the big screen doesn't really make a difference for me. No, nah, neither. I I was going to say that usually anytime you go see an anime movie, you would expect it to almost be exclusively dudes, but there was actually like a a heavy mix of of guys with their girlfriends, girls groups, guys groups, dads and sons, dads and daughters. So I was like, "Hell yeah." This is this is a pretty good spread of, of talent coming out to see this thing. <laughs> I mean, not near as much as uh, Demon Slayer, but, like, the Demon Slayer movie, when we saw that, I feel like that was really packed. It was a smaller theater, but all I'm trying to say is this, me and Brennan's experience going to see this movie was much different than yours, Colton. We, like, saw this movie with, like I said, you said, Brennan, 40, at least, other people in the theater, so it was pretty good. And, um, right out of the gates, let's talk about how this movie starts off. So, it starts off pretty intensely, kind of Disney style.
2: So parents got to die. I thought it was going to be a war. Like I thought it was going to be like war themed. Like the terrors of war would be like the uh underlying theme. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. and I just missed it. You know, in the whole movie. But I was like, oh shit, this is like a war movie. But uh, I was pretty well like... well that shit.
1: Some of the other Ghibli movies had wars in them.
0: Mononoke, for sure. They all sure. do. Howl's Moving Castle does, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The, the, the Wizard like,
1: yeah, uh, Princess Mononoke does some kind of war. I mean...
0: Yeah, you're right. They they probably all... They all got flying stuff, and they've all got wars.
2: <laughs> Not near as many parakeets as this one, though. Yeah. This is, like, the first one that was, like, World War One, I, I guess. You know what I mean? Like... A war that no, we know wasn't like, it wasn't II. Like, was it World War yeah, Two. Yeah, they didn't have tanks
1: it. in World War One. That was like George Washington age. World War One.
2: <laughs> hmm. World War One was only forty years before World War Two. Well,
1: yeah, that's but it's still they didn't have tanks. They didn't. It was World War Two technically. What they're referencing in a the movie.
2: But yeah, that's a, either way, whichever war it was. It was just like a modern day war. Like the other wars were like from a different world. Like this one's kind of safe to say, it was set in like our world initially. Yeah, yeah. Which is different for a Ghibli movie, or the ones that we've reviewed at least. I know some that are in our world as well, but like he's just a normal kid. This one was also
0: different because it it starts off with like. It starts off with the tragedy, like waking up, the freaking hospital is on fire where your mom works, you run outside, you forget to put your pants on, you run back. Like it was an intense start to the scene, like him running up the stairs, running down the stairs, running outside, running back in to put his pants on, hurrying to get dressed, running. And then they did a really cool thing with the animation going outside. It was like they made it look like he was running through smoke because they made everybody like sideways and kind of wavy. That was, like, something I hadn't seen done with animation before. Did you guys notice that? It was, like, everybody was, like, kind of hazy, and he was, like, booking it through there, through the crowds. Yeah, I noticed. That shit was awesome. It kind of hurt my eyes a little
2: bit.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was... It was all right. I didn't think it was, like, something great. Yeah, I thought it was
2: lit whenever he ran up the stairs. I thought that was the best... The best yeah, part of the spider, it,
1: the spider crawl. <laughs> when he like
2: crawled up the stairs, I was like, "That was tight." <laughs> the little things like that, and then
0: really, where I started getting interesting in the interested in the show was when they get off the train to go meet his new mom. So this is like three years later, right?
2: Yeah, I think say they, how, said, how long they said they said was three. I'm pretty sure he said three years later. We moved from Tokyo. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so he's like, You're going to meet your new mom. Or she, I think she introduced herself as like, I'm going to be your new mom. And I was yeah. like, Oh shit.
1: I wanted to, I want to say, like, they say it in the movie. But uh, I think it was the wife's younger sister that he married because it looks just like his mom. It was. Yeah.
0: Which is crazy.
1: <laughs> and I know. It's like, Well, I might as well take the younger sister now that.
2: That's what. Died. Me and Darby were talking about in the car. Is it like a cultural thing where it's like she didn't have a husband? And he didn't have a wife and like their family had land in a factory and he was able to run it. So it like made sense for them to come together. You know what I mean? I guess. Because it's like, what are the chances they have a factory there? And he just so happens to know how to run it. And she's pregnant with a kid and needs a dad around. And he also has a kid without a mom. I didn't know if well, it was no, like Brennan, a convenience that was, thing. That was
0: his child. She yeah. was with his child.
2: Yeah, I know. I didn't know that the first time I saw it until we got in the car and Darby told me, "No, that was his baby." Yeah, but still, because that's the only reason
0: why that's the only reason why she was able to hear the I think the calling right
2: to the tower is because the bloodline of the baby. Uh, She would have heard anyways because her sister was in the She's Her sister. True. True. You're right. I didn't know if that was just like they just kind of they didn't say one way or the other, but they could have just fallen in love. But yeah, it was a little bit weird.
0: Yeah, he, it was. My biggest question right out of the way to right out of the gates too is they go through this amazing temple, you know, this traditional Japanese home. They take their shoes off. You know, it's freaking pristine in here, like giant pond, they got a heron on the, the property, it's already, you know, wreaking havoc in a way. But then they they just walk through there just to meet the old ladies and then they actually live in like an old English style <laughs> traditional American house, like on the property. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to live in the the awesome like traditional Japanese house? It well, was just that's, weird to me.
1: That's the servants' quarters. The main house was the one that the portal was in, but it, it's got disconnected, so they built that American
0: style house. I don't know why they wouldn't live they wouldn't make the servants live in the in the English style house and then they live in the the awesome traditional japanese it's probably temple. around that
2: time it was probably cool to have like an outsourced like style of home you know right. what i mean yeah, like it's people something different in japan people like, in america think... wanted like a european style house or some shit probably the same thing mm-hmm. over there or now people want yeah, a japanese so... style home a japandi interior design
0: yeah that's what my wife and i tried to do that's that's pretty much the The only way, that's like how all millennials decorate now because you can be not super rich and make your house look nice because it's all about like the minimal, you know, feng shui, clean lines, whites, wood colors, neutrals. But I, so what did you guys think of the heron like? Brennan, you said on our other podcast that you didn't even know what the hell a heron was. So when you saw the heron for the first time, what was, going, what was going through your head?
2: Like, is this about to be the main character? <laughs> He's no, probably I mean, like, seen
1: one now until...
2: Yeah, you... it clicked. As soon as they said, like, oh, that's our local heron, I was like, oh, yeah, those those are herons. Blue heron. But, like, yeah, we see yeah time going time into too. it, I didn't really know what the heron was going to be. Like, I wasn't thinking about the animal.
0: I was not expecting the heron to be able to talk. That sh- that surprised me when it started talking. I was yeah. like, "What the?"
2: F-? <laughs> I guess it in that vein, like the question. Uh, I just thought it was going to be like a like more of a like a guide, like he was, but more so like pointing him, but mm-hmm. like more like a uh, spiritually or like like a I want to say like a deity kind of, but not. That's talking what I to thought him. too. And I like a I wise, still have like questions about
1: the. the the movie, because they didn't really say why, but, like, you saw how the parakeets, they were, like, humanized in the other world, same with, uh,
0: uh, shoot,
1: what else was
0: it? Oh, the, um, the geese? Yeah. Or the storks?
1: Yeah, but they were all, like, they could all talk, and, like, but they were normal... Birds from our world that got into that world somehow, but when they all come back, they're all normal, like regular birds and parakeets. but the blue heron he was still the same like
2: he's special he though he was crea- he yeah. was created by his uncle,
1: okay, that's what I didn't that uh, makes sense now, but I didn't know if he could create things or he just created the world and then had to bring stuff from the other world into that one because those people were all from other worlds that just lived in that one world that the great uncle made. He so he what, was
0: able to connect all the different realities, right? But and which timelines?
1: But which reality did the blue heron? Because he's still even when he left that world, he was still like some dude in a heron suit.
2: <laughs> True, I never thought about I mean, that. I Where got the hell did the blue baron, heron I come from? I got the idea that the blue heron guy was just like he was just created that way to like go back and forth to that world, like by that guy to specifically find him an heir, and that was Mahito when he showed up. I just
0: remembered his name as Mahito. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it took a turn for me when it started talking. Like, it was creepy. It got creepy real quick when he he started. Like, the first time, the heron, like, flew off into the distance, and it landed on the perch of the house, and then it, like, flopped down into the window. That made it seem like you described, Brennan, like this was going to be a spiritual guide. It's not going to talk. It's going to lead the boy around to rediscover something, like that his mother is like alive in his heart or something along those lines. But it it got way freaking crazier than I, I imagined, and I should have expected this from a Ghibli movie. But when you started seeing the teeth like come out of the heron, Dude, that shit was, that was some creepy stuff for me. I'm shocked that Colton, your girls didn't think that it was scary. Like, it was, it was creepy for me.
1: I mean, it was weird animation, but Kinley was like, why is he changing like that? And Chandler was thinking the same thing, but they were glued to it. I mean, they, the thing they (laughs) didn't, they never said they were scared. Like, why is he doing that? It's scary. They just like, why is he doing that? Why does he look funny? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I guess he's changing, but, uh.
0: So let's talk about plot a little bit. So they, he finds this old tower that's supposed to have been blocked in. All of the old ladies, the servants and the old people, they all know about this thing and they know that he needs to stay away because they're his great uncle or great, great grandpa. I don't know who, how this guy's related to him. He went in there, read too many books, lost his mind. And that's why they never go in there. And, and we just weird shit learned, been
2: happening for a while.
0: Yeah, and it it all came from this giant meteor that fell from the sky, and landed there. And so this guy built the building around that meteor. And that's where he drew his powers from. But, like Colton said, this old guy. Let's talk about what the hell his goal was. Was he just trying to create his own world to like rule in and like play god? Like what? What do you think that the actual meaning of this movie was?
1: I mean... Because I haven't
0: Googled it. Like, I, I genuinely don't know. Like, I'm still thinking about this movie and, like, what the hell was I supposed to get out of this? Yeah,
1: I didn't really get it either. Like, it's like he found out that it could lead to other world or create its own world with these blocks. But, like, it didn't explain why the blocks made a world and that if you balance them, it'll... Make the world last longer. It didn't explain any of that. Like there's a lot of hanging parts. Like it didn't explain why the heron was like mean and deceit deceitful towards Mahito at the beginning. Then all of the fr- sudden they're friends. Like he was supposed to guide him from the beginning. So why are you being so deceitful at the beginning of the movie? But I don't know. Maybe the yeah. uncle like he wanted to be that way. But only like he said, only his ancestors are able to carry on the will of this world. And, uh, it was a bunch of weird things, like the mom, she didn't want to leave at first because she was pregnant, like, and then the ribbon thing. It, it was yeah, just a bunch what, of weird what, shit that was just going on that didn't make sense in the movie.
0: Yeah, and then Mahito's real mom was the younger sister of his...
1: Yeah, Hami or whatever her of name his, is.
0: Yeah, I don't even remember her name, of the mom, his new mom... And her she hand, had oh, freaking powers. She was basically like the human torch, and in, in here yeah. <laughs> lighting was up the, these fucking storks.
1: The fire girl. I yeah, what did they call her? Uh, I can't remember what they called her. But...
0: Hands down, for me, the, the like the most memorable part of this movie, hands down, is when that stork it lands on like the roof of that lady that's putting him up, and it's like, "Put me out of my misery, kid. Just hit me with that shovel." <laughs> You know who that
2: was? (laughs) Was
0: it uh, Willem Dafoe?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I thought the whole time. Yeah, I thought the whole time he was. Dang, I thought the whole time he was. I knew Willem Dafoe was in it, so I thought he was the Heron the whole time until that part, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" Then who the fuck is the Heron? It's Robert Pattinson.
1: Pattinson, which is it sounded nothing like him. So
2: yeah. That's why I thought it was it, Defoe, just because I knew he was in there, and he had, like, the scratchy voice until this yeah, guy showed and I, up.
1: They had a, a big cast, but, like, uh, voice-wise, you didn't hear a lot of them very much. Like, Batista, he was the... The pigeon. You call
2: the, king. Pair, the, the king. The, the parakeet king, king. king, yeah. He, he stuck was out a little he bit was too a, much, I'd say. Yeah.
1: yeah, he was in it just He broke the, the movie a little
2: bit for me. He was too recognizable.
1: I mean, uh, it was recognizable when he talked, but I thought he fit the character well.
0: But uh, he's he's a dumbass at the end for thinking he could stack those damn rocks so damn quick. Like, dude, take your time at least. Like, why, why would you stack these things up so fast? If yeah. you're gonna like rebuild the world, at least take your time and, and uh, do he it thought, right.
2: He thought it was a game. Like, he didn't understand like why he was making such a big deal out of stacking these blocks. So he's kind of doing it out of like, dude, it's just fucking blocks. Here, look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like He thought it was insulting that he was putting the fate of their world into stacking these blocks. Mm-hmm. So
0: there was, there was one part where Mahito, he goes into this world where the wizard king, he tells the bird, you will help guide the boy to find the girl. And I don't remember the names either. But they go, he opens up the grave because all the storks push him in. And then this girl is the younger version of the old woman that went in with him. Do you guys remember
2: her name? No, I, I ain't got the names unless they're in Jujutsu Kaisen.
1: Who? Uh, hey, that's Kiriko, was the.
2: Yeah, Kiriko. Yeah, Kiriko.
0: So she saves him. So it's a young version. She's got and... the shirt
2: on. That's how you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's but how you could have known. thing is
0: she makes him sleep underneath the dining table and then surrounding him are all of the older other old ladies. And she tells him, don't make sure you don't knock those over. Like, do you think that they would have died if, if he would like, cause they kept showing him almost knock them over when he's crawling out. And I'm like, dude, if you knock one of these over, one of these old hags is going to die in the real world. (laughs) But like, what do you think that was about? Like,
2: yeah. I mean Exactly what you just said. It's it's a yeah and I said this on our mini us. review, it's just it's a Japanese storytelling. Yeah. I you mean, there's a lot of, of stuff it up to your that interpretation. I... They don't need to come out and tell you like you leave it up to yeah. your imagination. It could have been nothing. It could have been the direct connection. But then at the end it's like the one he she put in his pocket was her that fell in with her, so we don't know like maybe that was really them, maybe they're from that world but made it to that world. Maybe. And
0: then we got to talk about how effed up this, this world where all the storks live is. So they were brought to that world, but the waters are cursed. So there's no food. The only way they can survive is to eat these little babies that are about to be born. And so every, you know, once in a while when these things ascend, they, they've got to eat to live. But then the fire lady comes and torches all their asses, like it really is. It's it was a pretty, pretty sick, pretty sick storyline. I mean, shit. Like the Dafoe, he stole know? the Lion King. He stole the show with his his like one liner, like the one thing that he said, like put me out of my misery. It, it <laughs> you know how much like, I sacrificed. I think of... <laughs> you can't do this to me. <laughs> you can't do this to. me. You know how much I sacrificed. This is my company. <laughs> Yeah, I. That was a pretty dark part, very dark. But then, luckily, Mahito he buries this guy, puts him to rest. And then it gets even weirder once he finds the fire girl who saves him from being eaten by all the parrots. Which that part was also creepy. They're like, "Come in here, boy. Yeah, I've got your friend. They're over here. Follow me." And they're all just like waiting, licking their chops, holding forks and knives, and they're like, "She's she's in this table. Hop in." <laughs> Like, what? Like, why choose parakeets? That's what I want to know. Why? Why the parakeets?
2: Is it just because they're funny? I think that's just the beauty of Ghibli. Like, just fucking yeah. parakeets. Make them human away.
1: I wonder if they're like a pretty common bird in Japan. I don't think so, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I thought it was weird that I, uh, parakeets, huh? It's, it's
0: yeah, the... and then it was like forbidden for for anybody to go see the mom while she's having birth, like everybody knows that. And the King wants somebody's head. He's like, heads will roll. He broke a rule. And he's like, you're right. Like what? I don't get so much in this movie that they just, I feel like they didn't do enough to tell us why things mattered. And like, at some point, like I'm all for the studio Ghibli. Like let's have the whimsical, don't tell us everything, but some stuff has to make sense. Or like, we need to be able to walk away from this with an interpreted feeling of like that's what this movie was probably about, and with this, I don't have anything remotely close to understanding what this movie was about.
1: Yeah, like why did why did the stepmom go to that world to begin with? Like, and then she came back like it was to a big have deal. Birth. Like, but why? Yeah. Well, why did she have to? Go why in the hell did she birth? go in there? Yeah. I... There's a lot of questions, yeah, like, why did the great-uncle want to create that world or keep it going? why did the mom go there? Why was it forbidden well, to go in the chamber? There's, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of questions that we don't have time to discuss just, in depth,
2: true. but, yeah. I think it's just supposed to feel like a fever dream, like, even to the viewer. Like, whenever you have a dream about some crazy-ass world you went to, like, heads will roll sometimes, but you don't really fucking remember why when you wake up. So I think it gives us a little perspective... Into the characters that go into the world because the heron tells them when they leave that you'll forget eventually. So like them looking back on what happened in there immediately after probably felt exactly like how we felt watching it. Not to say it's a cop out for mm. not giving you your answers, but it is a theory.
0: Yeah, it's like a dream. Like you, you kind of have the highlights, but you none of it makes sense once you're out of it. You're like, what the hell was that? Yeah, you'd be like, why <laughs> the, while you're in like, the
2: dream, why the fuck did I go there to have a baby? You know, but I was having it there. Yeah, you could be on to something there. So, Brennan,
0: what's your overall thoughts? Like, did you like this movie?
2: Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. And I'll just kind of do my review that we did on the last JJK episode was that I liked it. I thought it was peak Ghibli. You know, it's already the goat of animation, and it's got all the modern technologies to make it look even better. And... The main thing is if you like Ghibli movies, you're going to like this one, I think. And if you don't, if you fucking have seen three or four of them and you hate them, you're probably going to fucking hate this one too. And that's <sighs> that's kind of like the truth of it. If you're a Ghibli fan, I think you ain't got much to complain about. It's going to be some people's favorite, some will be undecided on it, and if you hate Ghibli, you're going to hate this one. Yeah, what about what about music for you? What what did you think of the music? <laughs> I liked it. I thought it had some good themes, and it was Joe Hisashi, as We know who does them all. Who's a beast of a composer. But I, I want to see it again before I say. But like initial feelings, like during the movie, I thought it was a little lackluster. Like overall,
0: yeah. Nothing that you don't walk away with any tune in your head, like you did when you watched Howl's Moving Castle
2: for the first time. Yeah, or Spirited Away. Or, or Totoro. A yeah. There's just
0: Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, there's like none of that music where it's like. And we kind of talked like, about it you know, like there... Leaving their, the theater. It was just creepy music. Is, yeah, their intense theme.
2: Like the intense, suspenseful theme was probably the most oh, iconic oh, one. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, Which was good. Oh. <laughs> it was good music for shit. sure, but it's just. Uh, once it's been out for like four or five years and like. I've heard the songs in different situations. People are using them on TikTok and shit. It'll be easier to kind of place it somewhere. But that was my leaving the theater and during the movie. Like partway through, I was thinking like, I'm ashamed to say this. I was like, did Joe do this music? Because it's it's not hitting right now. And then at the end credits, I saw his name and I was like, shit. Just disrespected him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It's it's got to be hard to come up with
0: freaking hits every single time for every single movie. I mean, cuz you kind of you have to make the movie the music to fit what the movie is trying to portray too. So it's not like he just has artistic freedom to like I'm going to make a a song that makes you feel like this. It's he's told this is the feeling we want people to feel and it's
2: scared and wonder you know yeah i mean he did and he did he did it was those. good and I'm, i bet there's this, gonna be a few songs that i end up coming back on some later podcast and being like yeah that shit's good
0: there was just no love like this wasn't a love story there was no love like in this at all it was really just like if there's one thing i can take away from this one it's that he got to at least tell his mom like thank you you're a good mom and she was like You know, they got to, like, see each other even though they were in different worlds.
2: Yeah, and I feel like he resolved things, or not resolved things, but got set up better for his new life, too. Like, I think they have, he has a better understanding with his new mom or his aunt and his dad, even.
0: Well, he started even calling her mom, like, when she was giving birth. Like, all of the paper was, like, mummifying him, and he's like, Mom! That part was weird, too. (laughs) Like why the hell is this paper attacking him?
1: Yeah, that was but, another question I had. But
0: what? So what is your overall thoughts, Colton, on everything? Music, the movie in general. What did you think it meant? Did you like it?
1: I liked it, but there's definitely some serious questions I have about like why was it that way, or like we've been discussing this whole. There's a lot of loose ends, but overall, it was. It's a Ghibli movie. It had that Ghibli uh, animation that you can tell right away when you watch it. That hey, this is a Ghibli movie. If you watch Ghibli movies, music was Ghibli music. Like Brennan said, it's the same composer who mostly does all their movies, and music was good. Um, animation was great, but like I would rank it. Like I know we we usually do numbers for these Ghiblis, uh, uh, but if I had I to rank you. it, yeah, mm-hmm. it was an I honest got it, ranking. Weird. It'd be probably like a 7 out of 10. Hmm. Just because I feel like they could... It was already a long movie, almost over two hours, or at two hours, or almost at two hours, whatever. And it still felt like there was a lot left out that they could have explained better.
0: Yeah. I gotta say this while I'm thinking of it. Another part in this movie that sticks out to me is whenever... He has the first encounter with the heron and like gets serious and he goes out there with the stick and this thing's flying at him and he rears back and he fucking nails it like right in the head. But it bit down on the stick and broke it. Dude, I thought whenever I saw that, I was like, holy shit. If he, I'm shocked he didn't kill the bird. He swung for the fences when that thing was flying at him. Well, yeah, that's the <laughs> and thing. Then, like, we got to also talk about the fact that this kid's a master craftsman. He built a freaking bow and arrow out of just shit he found out on the property.
1: Yeah, like that's like, the thing. Like, who is like, this kid? Like, he was generally trying to kill that heron at the beginning oh, yeah. of the movie, and then they <laughs> he was, all of a sudden that's his best friend. So yeah.
0: <laughs> he was going hunting, man. He was out for blood. He went out there with his one arrow, and that's all he needed. Yeah. And then somehow and then he was
1: the feathers of the. Uh, that was the heron is its
0: weakness yeah it's just
1: like what what the fuck does that mean
0: it was his flight feather or something yeah but like how
1: does that make that that's his weakness if you rip it it'll
0: oh i don't know it was that was another weird
1: thing to me i was like
0: none of it made sense none of it but we also got to talk about how the yeah the king brennan already mentioned it kind of took you out of the story a little bit whenever he's Hauling back, the he, they know that it's the the king of their worlds. Their creator is what they called him. They have the creator's niece, and he's like, I have to go alone from here, but I'll I'll do everything I can on our behalf. It was just a weird. It was a weird part that like we've never seen who the hell this king parrot parrot pigeon is, and now he's like the antagonist of the story for the next thirty minutes. And then when he was, like, following close behind the heron and Mahito, I'm just thinking, like, how the hell do you guys not see this giant bird following you across these pond rocks? That made no sense to me. There's just a lot of things about this movie. So I'll go ahead and say what I think. I wouldn't say I liked the movie, but I also wouldn't say I disliked the movie. I'm still very much, like kind of how Brennan said I gotta watch this one more time at least before I I say something I'll regret cause I'm I always do that I always say something sucked and then I'll watch it again and be like ah I was a dumbass for saying that so I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue and say I'm undecided still I think I need to see it again and interpret like what was actually going on what were they trying to tell us but just as far as the animation goes yeah the beautiful scenes of nature you can't beat those they do it right they take their time. Nothing looks choppy. It was an interesting movie, to say the least. Like, it was creative. I'll give them that. Yeah. So I'm not going to give it a, out of, a 10 out of 10 or a ranking yet, because I just haven't decided. Yeah.
1: I would say, if too, that if you like Studio Ghibli movies, I would say more than likely you're going to like it. If you've never watched a Ghibli movie and this is the first one you watched, you'd probably be thinking, like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> Is this so what anime w- is? <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend this as the first Ghibli movie to watch, is all I'm saying either too. So there's definitely better ones that to get them into that kind of show.
0: Yeah. What else? What other things did you got stuck out to you guys or things you want to mention about this movie? The boy and the heron. Um
1: great English voice actors like like we said, at Some of them, the great heron was Robert Pattinson. Uh, the great uncle was Mark Hamill. Uh, Bay Dave Batista was the parakeet king. William Dafoe, Christian Bale. So, good dubbed cast. I mean,
0: how did, did remind me how this thing how it ended? It just ends with him going. The whole family's leaving and going back to yeah. Tokyo.
1: Yeah, like he didn't want to take over that world, so the world collapsed. The great uncle died in that world with the Parakeet King. Oh no, the Parakeet <clears throat> King lived because he got out, but uh Yeah. He's the talking about Mahito's family.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mahito's
2: family. Where did yeah. they end up going? Back to Tokyo.
1: Yeah, okay. he they went back what to his world. Him and his mom and Well, they all the moved birds from and...
2: Tokyo after his mom died and then they moved back to Tokyo at the very end, like after they got out of the world. So they moved out of that property back to the city.
0: Is what Jordan's mm-hmm.
2: saying. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah. It was... Yeah. It was they're, also... They in weird, the
2: countryside.
0: There was a weird part where, like, the dad's... The factory has to bring all of, like, <laughs> the glass that they're putting like on the, their fighter the jets.
1: It's the airplane, yeah. Glass. Yeah.
0: It, the cockpit, yeah.
1: Cockpit glass, yeah, whatever you call it.
0: There, there were just so many things in this movie that you just are like, this... There was no reason for this being in there, but they did it in, they put it in there and they did what they could. They animated it, they voiced it.
2: I mean, I think it was just giving like, the, like a sense of the real world, like there's still real shit yeah. going on. Like there's a war going on and he's obviously running a shop that's manufacturing parts for the war. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I thought it just, just kinda of, some smokes. Yeah, I think it just kinda of, those kind of storylines just kinda of keep it grounded compared to how crazy it was in the other world. You know, just throwing some mundane shit like like you said, some old people trying to get some tobacco, try, <laughs> yep. trying to rip a couple heaters. <laughs> yeah, she was willing to give him a sneak
0: him a bow and arrow for a for a pack of cigs. But yeah, I don't want to talk bad about the movie. Like, it, yeah, it's just did... it's a tough one. Anybody that goes and sees it's gonna understand what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you're you're not like a huge Ghibli movie fan either. I would say.
0: Like you have yeah, the been, only ones I've seen you haven't been are too crazy about Howl's,
2: any of the ones we've watched.
0: The only one that I can definitively say I like or love is Hal's Moving Castle, and I like the secret life of Ari yeah eddie's pretty good that one's
2: that one's got a very simple storyline the yeah. girls would like that one, you should show them that one, yeah, that one's just That's easier to one. understand, like little people yeah. stealing shit from yeah you. borrowers <laughs>
1: stealing shit. <on> <laughs> uh, (laughs) Yeah,
2: they only only take what they need. Yeah,
1: like I like *Howl's Moving Castle* too, of course, and I also like *Spirited Away*. I thought those were, yeah, probably my two favorites.
2: But you guys didn't like like *Mononoke* though, his magnum opus. Yeah, I didn't like (sighs) *Mononoke*.
1: Yeah, that is all right, but it, it didn't stick out to me either.
0: Was this supposed to be Studio Ghibli's
2: last movie? It was until like a month before he said, "I'm gonna do a couple more."
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was like, "Ah, it's not, it's not turning out as good as I thought. I can't end on this
2: one." (laughs) I think he, who knows, but like it was originally gonna be like his last work, but yeah, not anymore. Thought, which I'm glad. I want to see some more for
0: sure. I definitely liked uh, Makoto Shinkai's *Suzume* better than this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a different
2: style. His movies are probably like grading More them mainstream. as grading them as just movies contained with themselves, no context, are probably better. Because I feel mm. like, and you can say it's like a cop More out people or would a wide, like them. Yeah, like I lo- I watch a Ghibli movie differently than I watch any other movie. Personally, I mean, you gotta like watch Fast and Furious now. You gotta watch that different than you'd watch a normal movie you know context matters nowadays with all these different genres can't just go but yeah going in blind like you're an alien dropping on the earth and they sit you in your name or the boy and the heron probably probably people are gonna like your name
0: true very true
2: well anything else guys
0: you want to wrap this up
2: (coughs) yeah Yeah, that's really it It's hard to get into it because we only got to see it once in theaters, don't have notes. Uh, So I know there's probably tons of shit you'd like to hear us talk about, but there's just so much to go through because so much fucking happened in the movie. But I'll just say that I I really liked it. It's probably my second favorite Ghibli movie, After Spirited Away. Behind. Oh, I Spirited Spirited Away, away. nice. Yeah, I know that's basic, but I just think that shit's... There's a reason why most people fuck with Spirited Away. I think it's just the best one, but, and I've seen quite a few of them. Probably, probably damn near all of them. And there are some I don't like too. Like I fucking don't like Nausicaä. Sorry what about Ponyo? Ponyo. I like Ponyo. That <laughs> one's in my top five for <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Ponyo, 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 bitchy and Nazi. It's actually a really good oh, story.
2: Man. Like if you when you like watch it, yeah, the concepts. Again, is stupid, but... I've not never really. i it, but I mean, it's like, on the watch list. Yeah, I mean, like, Suzume, like, the dude's a fucking chair. Like, it ain't that weird for a goldfish. Like, yeah. You know, to get legs or whatever. True. It's yeah. not. When you put it that way, I'd rather be a goldfish than a
0: chair. But, alright, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'm Jordo, Brennan. Colton. We are the Evans Bros, also known as the Casual Anime Fanatics. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. And as always, peace out.